We're learning the fourth Sikha of Parshas Truma in Chelik Tezayin on page 309. This shir is being learned to the Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Biyamin ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. The Sikha here is a very unique Sikha. It's a Siyam, a Hadran, a Masechta Chagige. And it's a very long Sikha. The Rebbe will take us through many different sugyas and Shas and show us L'shitosai of Bishamay and Bishilol. We're going to go through a lot of different Inyanim in the Sikha. There's some very intricate, complicated Inyanim as well. Be'ezer Hashem Yisbarach, let's begin. In the Pasik, Vo'ezvert Gizok, Temtzivu, Avbin Yina Mishkom Mikdash. In the Pasik in this week's parasha, the Torah tells us the mitzvah of building the Be'ezer Mikdash, which is Vo'osuli Mikdash, Vertin Zeldin Pasik, Gleich Oizkefirt. So in the same Pasik, it says immediately, as the Kavone on Tachlis on the Binyan is, the purpose of building the Be'ezer Mikdash is, Vishachanti Besoicham. That the Ebesha will dwell in it. That the Shechina will dwell in the Mishkan and the Mikdash. From the Ikre ho Avedis Bebesa Mikdash is given the Avedis a Karbonis. From the main Avedis that the war in the Besa Mikdash is the Karbonis. As the Rambam says in the Sefer HaMitzvahs. As Tachlis, Mitzvahs, Binyana Mikdash. That the purpose of building the Besa Mikdash is the Slo of the Boy. La'aveda, that is, la'aveda boy, to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. Or again, la'aveda, to serve, boy yiyeh ha'akrave, that over there you bring, you sacrifice the karbonis, v'havodas ha'eish tomit, and you bring the fire on the Mizbeach, that it has to burn there constantly. Therefore, it's verstandig, so we understand from this, as from the ikidig eklei ha'mikdash, is given the Mizbeach ha'chitzen. From all the different vessels that were in the Beis HaMikdash, the main keli in the Beis HaMikdash is the Mizbech that was on the outside in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. On which they brought all the Karbonis. About this Mizbech, the Torah speaks about and tells us the, how to build this Mizbech in the end of this week's parasha. And also that there was the Mizbech that was on the inside in the Heichal of the Beis HaMikdash. And the mitzvah of building the Mizbeach HaPnimi is in Pashas Tetzave, and over there they brought uh, the Ketaitis on the Mizbeach HaPnimi. Regarding this Pasik of building the Beis HaMikdash, Chazal tells us, The Torah does not use a singular term in it, but rather in them. That Eivisha dwells within every single Yid. Every single individual Yid has to be himself a Mikdash. So we understand that a Yid has to have the effect through his Avedah to bring that the Shechina should dwell within him in the Mikdash that's within him. Now, one of the places where Chazal speak about both of the Mizbuchais that was inside and outside, and where it's emphasized the relation of the Mishkan and Mikdash that was in the Besam Mikdash to the Mishkan and Mikdash, which is within every single Yid, is as an MCM for Mesech Techagige. This is at the conclusion in the, in the last Mishnah and in the last piece of Gemara of Mesech Techagige. So here the Rebbe begins the Siyum, what it says there in the Mishnah. In Saif, from the last Mishnah in Chagige, Vert Gezokt. At the end of the last Mishnah in Chagige, it says as follows. 
Kol HaKelim Shehoyu B'Mikdosh. All of the vessels in the Mesa Mikdosh, Tu'unin, Tvila. They would require to be toiveled. And what is this talking about? So the Rebbe here brings, Nach Yeder Egel, after every Yomtif, Hot Megedav Toivelzayin, Deklea Mikdosh. They had to immerse in the Mikveh, all of the Kelim of the Beis HaMikdosh. Because they became Tomei during them, was Because you could have Kayanim that are Amiratsim, and they are allowed to enter into the base of Mikdosh, and they may have touched while they are Tomei any of these Kalim of the base of Mikdosh, and therefore, after Yamtif, we have to table them until they should be toy. Says the Mishnah, excluding. The Mizbech Azov, the golden Mizbech, which is inside in the base of Mikdash, and the copper Mizbech, which is outside in the courtyard, because they have a status like, like the ground itself. And therefore, they are not susceptible to Tome. And even if a person that was Tome touched it, it doesn't become Tome. This is Rabbi Yezer's opinion. Because they are plated. They're plated with gold or plated with uh, copper. Now what exactly the Chachamim are saying here by pointing out the fact that these Mizbechais are plated, we'll see in the continuation here, as the Rebbe will bring in the, what it says in the Gemara. On the Gemara is Masber Das Rabliyezer. So the Gemara explains the opinion of Rabliyezer why the Mizbechais do not become Tomei. For Vana Vaisman as the Mizbechais and Vikarka. Where do we see that the Mizbeach is compared to the ground itself, which the ground is not susceptible to any Tumah? And the Far is of Zayn, it Chalkin Tumah, and therefore on the Mizbechais as well, no Tumah takes effect. Because in the Pasuk it says, Mizbeach Anachayshes, the Gemara says regarding the Mizbeach Anachayshes, it says, the Chsiv, Mizbeach Adamah Tassali. That Yudavisha says, you should build for me a Mizbeach Adamah. A mizbeach of earth. So we see that the Torah refers to the mizbeach as being a mizbeach of earth, like the ground itself. Mizbeach hazov. Now, regarding the mizbeach hazov, it doesn't clearly say in the Torah that it's compared to adoma or to karka. But the chsiv, there is a pasuk where it says hamenayra vehamizbechais, the menayra and the mizbechais. So it, in this one word mizbechais, it puts together both of the mizbechais. Iskish Mizbuchai Zelaza. So from this word we learn out that we compare the Mizbeach Hazov to the Mizbeach Hanachaishes, just like the Mizbeach Hanachaishes, the Taita tells us is Adama, it's like Karka. So too the Mizbeach Hazov is like Karka and therefore it's not susceptible to Tuma. That's the Pshat and what Rabbi Yezer is saying. The Gemara then explains what does it mean when Chachamim say that these Mizbuchais were plated. And the Gemara initially is thinking that Chachamim are also coming to give a reason, a different reason, why the Mizbuchais do not become Tome. And Chachamim are saying that the Mizbuchais are not susceptible to Tome because they're plated. And the Gemara asks a question on this. On the contrary, because they are plated with gold or copper, this itself should be a reason why they should become Tomei. And Rashi explains the meaning of the Gemara's question. Because if not for the fact that the Mizbeach is plated, so then these Mizbuchais should actually be Tahir, besides the fact of what we mentioned before, that Rabbi Yeza said, that the Mizbuchais are compared to Karka, and therefore they're Tahir, 
A different reason. If the Mizbachais were not plated, then what was the material of the Mizbachais themselves? They were made from wood, so it should be tahir. When, when you have a wooden vessel that is designated to be positioned in one place to remain there, and it's not a movable object from one place to another, such a cleates does not become tummy. And there's the Gemara here that Rebbe brings in Ara 13, the source of what it says there in the Gemara, that you learn it out from a Pasik, that you compare a cleates to a sack cloth, just like a sack cloth is susceptible to tome, and it only becomes tome because its nature is that it's something that's movable from one place to another. So we compare the cleates, which is written in that very same Pasik, that any wooden vessel cannot become tome unless it's also a movable item. If it's an item that is made to stay stationary in one place, cleates does not become tome. Now, this limitation that if it's stationary, it does not become tome, is specifically binigayat to a cleates, binigayat to a vessel made of wood. But if it's a metal vessel, any kind of metal, whether it's gold or copper, it will become tome. So, hence, we have the Gemara's question over here. The fact that these mizbachites, which were made of wood, but were plated with metal, whether gold or copper, so the plate of gold and copper is a reason that it should become tame. So why is Chachamim saying that Neshem Mitzupim, it does not become tame? On the Gemara answered. So the Gemara gives two answers to this. One answer is the Gemara says, Amen. So you have to say and understand as follows. Chachamim are arguing with Rabbi Yezer, and they're actually saying that the Mizbachais will become Tomei because they're plated with this metal plate, or whether gold or copper, that makes it susceptible to Tomei. Chachamim argue with Rabbi Yezer, and their opinion is, that the Mizbachais did become Tomei, Yes, because of the plated metal that's on it, it becomes tummy. That's one pshat in the Gemara. Another pshat in the Gemara says what Chachamim are saying here with this word, or I can tell you the following pshat. Rabbanon are saying this to Rabbanon. They're asking on Rabbi Yezer's opinion. They're not saying their own opinion, but they're sort of asking on Rabbi Yezer's opinion. My daiteich, what is your opinion? Mishom de mitzupin, because it was plated. But if so, that doesn't matter. The plate does not matter because miftol batl tzipuyan gabayo. The plate that the mizbuchais have is 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 not is not significant. It's bizarre. We don't we don't look at it as a significant thing, since the main vessel is the vessel itself, not the plating of the vessel. Okay, now I'm just reading and translating the words of the Gemara, but this needs a clarification. What exactly are the Rabbanon telling Rabbi Yezza when he says, "My daite"? What is your opinion about this? So, in the next paragraph, the Rabbi explains this. Lent Rashi, so Rashi explains that what the Rabbanon are saying is as follows. The Rabbanon zogin to Rabbi Yezer. The Rabbanon are saying to Rabbi Yezer, "My daitech, what is the source of your opinion? For what point here? As dos was Rabbi Yezer daf on kumen sumtam was the teirer rufze on adama. Rabbi Yezer, in order to explain why the mizbuchais are not susceptible to tumah, Rabbi Yezer brought a pasuk that compares the mizbuchais to adama. That it's like karka, it's like the ground itself. Unar de far zan is a and that's the only reason why these Mizbuchais are tired and not susceptible to Tumah. 
That was the reason Rabbi says. So the question that Rabbanon had in Rabbi Yezir is, why do you need this special Pasuk to teach me that it's compared to the ground and therefore it's not susceptible to Tumah? There's another reason that they could have said without this, as was quoted before here. And it wasn't sufficient to say that because the Mizbuchais are from wood and any wooden vessel that's made to stay stationary in one place is not susceptible to Tumah. Why didn't they just say and accept that reason? Why are they looking for a new reason to explain why the Mizbuchais are not susceptible to Tumah? So what is your so what was your reason? The reason is because it's plated. So now that it's plated, so it's not anymore a wooden vessel. Now it's a gold mizbeach or it's a copper mizbeach. It changes its status. So therefore the reason of it being a wooden vessel that's made to be stationary is not enough of a reason. It's not susceptible to Tumah. Now it's already a metal vessel. And it wouldn't be susceptible to Tumah. So therefore, they had to give a special reason that it's compared to Adama, to the ground, and therefore does not become Tumah. Zogandur of the Rabbanon, on this the Rabbanon are telling Rabbi Yezer, as Miftul Batul Tzipuyen Gabayu. The fact that it's plated does not change its status of being a wooden vessel. The Tzipuy, the plate, is, is bottle to what the material of it itself really is. Since we find that the Torah refers to this Mizbeach as a wooden Mizbeach. So what this means is, as the Tzipus that the metal plate on it, it's, it's absolved, it's not significant, and we consider the main definition of what this is, is to be a wooden vessel. The Mizbechais are defined as being a wooden vessel. So therefore, they should not be because of this fact that it's a wooden vessel that remains stationary. Chachamim are essentially asking a question on Rabbi Eliezer. Why did you have to find a new reason that it's compared to Adama that it's, uh, that it's not Mechabal Tumah? Why couldn't you stay with the reason that would be that it's a material of wood and therefore it's not Mechabal Tumah? Okay, so in other words, how do we read the words according to this second shot? Was Chachamim sort of wondering? Your reason was because it's plated, so therefore it's not wood anymore? No, but it still is wood. So Mitzupin, according to both of these pshatim that Rashi here said, is actually a reason why it should become Tami. Whether so therefore now it's not wood anymore, it's metal. And therefore it's susceptible to Tomeh. Or Mipnei Sheim Mitzupin, Chachamim are sort of questioning and wondering on what Rabbi Yezah said. Is the reason you would say that they would be susceptible to Tomeh is because it's Mitzupin? This is Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara here. The Rambam of Aladint, however the Rambam has a different Pshat in the Gemara. As does with the Rabbanon Zogin, Mipnei Sheim Mitzupin. When the Rabbanon over here say, that because the Mizbech is plated, what are the Rabbanon saying with this? Is this nit gemeint viatam letame, leitas rabliezer? They're not coming to give a reason why the Mizbech would be tame according to rabliezer, asking a question on rabliezer. Not atam letayer leitzeyeshita. Rather, they're giving an alternative reason why the Mizbech should be toy. The fact that the Mizbech is plated is actually a reason for the Mizbech to be toy. Even though it's a metal plate, and according to what we said until here, a wooden material of a vessel, if it's made to be stationary, 
that's not susceptible to Tumah. But metal, even if it's stationary, it is susceptible to Tumah. But nevertheless, according to the Rambam, the fact that, that it's plated with metal is actually a reason it should be Tahir. What's the basis for this? This is based on what it says in the Sifra. That any kli that you use for your work is susceptible to Tumah. So the Sifra learns out from that Pasek as follows. I would think that this includes also when you have a vessel that's plated and even when you touch the plate of this keli, that the keli becomes tummy. So the Pasek over here says, Bohem in it. What does in it mean? Prat That if you have a plate, a cover over a keli, and you only touch the plate of the keli, the keli itself does not become tummy. As oib der shimush is nit in gufa keli, if you do not use the keli itself directly because it's plated, nor you could only use it through the cover or the plate that there is on this keli, is the keli nit makabal tumah. So the keli itself, is, which you never touch directly, is not going to be makabal tumah. So we see over here that the plate that there is over a keli actually makes it not susceptible to tumah. It's only if you touch the keli itself directly. Now, but the question still remains, how about the actual plate itself on the keli? The plate itself you did touch, that should become tummy. So the Rebbe continues and clarifies over here. And now, as the Mepharshim explained the opinion of the Rambam, So the Rambam understands the words of the Gemara. When the Gemara says that the tzipui, the plate is bottle, the plate is insignificant. According to the Rabbanon, the fact that there's a plate on the Mizbeach is not a reason for the Mizbeach to be Tomei, like it would be according to Rabbi Yezer, on the, count, on the contrary. The plate on the Mizbeach is actually a reason that the Mizbeach should be Tomei. Why is that? So the fact that it's only this metal, which is usually susceptible to Tumah, but the fact that this metal is only a plate on this wooden vessel, on the Mizbeach, is a bemele bottle to the Keli. So one point is, the plate itself is not susceptible to Tumah because it's insignificant for itself. The plate is not a Keli. The plate is just a metal plate for the wooden Keli. So it itself is not susceptible to Tumah. So in the plate itself, there is no susceptibility to Tumah. On the Keli Vidr, on the other hand, the actual vessel itself, which is plated, also does not become Tumah. A base kibble, even though it itself is a Keli, and it's a base kibble, one of the basic requirements for, for a keli to be susceptible to tummy is that it has to have an area where it's a receptacle. But now that it's plated, it also can't become tummy. Because you don't use the vessel directly, you're only using the vessel indirectly through the plate. When I clean mitzuppe a keli that's covered and it's plated, is the smite for the tummy. That was excluded from any Tumah, as we learned from the Pasik, Bahem, only if you access and touch the Kali directly, not if it was plated. 
So therefore, what the Gemara is saying is, Rabbanan are saying to Rabbi Yezer, that you don't re- need the reason that you're saying that the Mizbuchais did not become Tomei because it's Adama, because it's compared to the ground. Rather, the very fact that it's plated is the reason why it's not susceptible to any Tomei. The plate itself is not a keli, so the plate itself is bottled to the keli, so it is not susceptible to tumah. The keli itself, which is plated by this plate, does not become tumah because you're never using the keli directly, bohem, you're only using the plate, the keli through the plate, and therefore there's no tumah. That's the Rambam's pshat in the Gemara. So what's the conclusion of all of this? The Fung Kumtais, Sanat comes out as Rashi on the Rambam, Zenemuchulik, and Imgeder from the Nzipoi Loitirabanan. Rashi and the Rambam are arguing and how we define <coughs> sorry, how we define the halacha of a plate over a keli according to the Rabbanan. What, what are the Rabbanan saying when they're using this expression, Bipnei Shehem Mitsupan? Because it's plated. According to Rashi's opinion, it comes out as a from matches by cleates. When you have a wooden keli which is plated with, with a metal, is a sibitsumatamazan the keli. That would actually be a reason to make the keli susceptible to Tumah. And even, even the Rabbanon would agree to this. Not by the Mizbuchais, halten the Rabbanon. Over here, regarding the Mizbuchais, what the Rabbanon are saying to Rabbi Yezid is, as Ezen and Tahir, that even though it's plated, and the fact that it's plated should be a reason that it should be susceptible to Tomah, but over here, the Mizbuchais are different than they should be Tahir. The Fav is the Tahir of Tzayanais, because even after it's plated, we see that the Tahir refers to the Mizbeach as being a Mizbeach of wood, so the plate is insignificant. But the very fact that it is plated with metal, that's a reason that it should be susceptible to Tomah. On Lefidasa Rambam is Tzipui Kalim Bechlal. The Rambam says no, on the contrary. When you have a covering, a plate on a Kali in general, Atam Tzufamaydin Din Tumifunim Kali Kanal. This is actually a reason that prevents the Kali of being susceptible to Tumah, because the Kali is never being accessed directly. It's only being accessed through this plate on it. And the plate itself is insignificant. It's not a Kali for itself. So this is a reason why it should be Tahir. Mamish, two opposite pshatim in the same words of Mepnei Shein Metzupin. Tafim Fashtein, so the question here on this is, what is the time, the what is the reason and the logic, was that the Rambam learned Andish, the Machleikis, between Rabbi Yezim and the Chachamim Virashi? Why did the Rambam learn the Machleikis between Rabbi Yezim and the Chachamim different than Rashi? And our question specifically is, as the Lashon HaGemara Rabbi the language the Gemara over here uses is that the Rabbanon, when they use the terminology is not explaining their own reasoning that explains why they would hold that it is toy. But rather they're speaking according to Rabbi Yezer's opinion. They're asking a question on Rabbi Yezer. Is Glatikil if Rashi? Those words in the Gemara are smoother understood according to Rashi. That the Gemara is coming to say, is actually a reason that it should be Tomei. And this was Rabbanan's question on Rabbi Eliezer. Is this perhaps your reasoning why you had to find a new reason why the Mizbech is like compared to Adama? Because it's Mitzupin and therefore you would think that it would be Tomei. That fits better with Rashi. Not according to the Rambam though. As it's explained in Mepharshim. So therefore the question is, why does the Rambam learn the Pshat and the Gemara, that it's actually a reason that it should be Tahir, according to the Rabbanah. 
Okay, so this is the, the Siyam of Chagige and the piece of Gemara that explains the, uh, sh- the last piece of the Mishnah with the Shitta of Rashi and the Rambam, and the Rebbe will explain the Shitta of the Rambam. Now the Minig has become to connect in a Hadrin. The conclusion of Mesechta with the beginning of this Mesechta. This is not just to show how sharp you are and you could show that there is a connection from the beginning to the end. But rather this is actually the fact that in Teire, when you have one Mesechta and it's the beginning and the end, the beginning and the end are really connected. The same is true here as well. The conclusion of the Mesechte with the beginning of the Mesechte, which will be explained further on in the Sicha. But here to explain the basis of the Shitta of the Rambam, why the Rambam is learning the Machlekes of the Chachamim and Rabbi Yezer the way he does, and specifically that he explains that the Chachamim, when they use the terminology Mipnei She'en Mitzupim, the fact that the Mizbech is plated is a reason for it to be Tohe, not to be Tome. So to explain the Rambam, we could say as follows, the Rambam Nemton. What the Rambam accepts over here, the basis of the Rambam's opinion is, as the Machloikis, Dots, Vishen Rabbon and Rabbi This argument here between Rabbon and Rabbi Yezer was Rabbi Yezer Shamutihu. The Gemara tells us that there was a story where Rabbi Yezer argued with the Chachamim very vehemently and it became a very heated argument, a very interesting story in the Gemara in Bab Metziah. You can take a look. And the Gemara there says that in the end they placed Rabbi Yezer in a Shamuti, which is some form of excommunication. So from Tamide Beishamai, and he was from the students of Beishamai. So if so, the Rambam holds is farbundin. So therefore, this machleik is here between Rabbi Yezer and Chachamim is connected unizalishitase, and this follows a certain line of thinking on asvara klalis, a general logic of how you approach things. which is a fundamental point that explains many arguments between Beishamai and Beisilol. What this means is that in many arguments between Bishame and Basilil, we see that there's a certain common thread in their thinking, in the basis of their opinions that they argue. And this is true about various different subjects that come up in their arguments in different places in Shas. Is mistaver, so therefore it's logical to say, as the Yisait from Zer Machlekesin in the Erter, that it's logical to say that the, that the fundamental point of their argument in all of these places is nit mitzad der bazundenen teichen von jeder Machlekes befneiatzmai. It's not that there is a different content and there's a separate Machlekes in each place separately. Narzei is an alam yusur ven Yisait. All these arguments between Bishameh and Basilol are based on one fundamental point that we can see that they're arguing about. And as the Gemara itself says many times, as Megait Lushitose, when the Gemara points out a certain Machlaikis and then it connects it to a Machlaikis of the same Tanoim or Amiroim in a different place, and it says, oh, we can see how they're following their same opinion, the same line of thinking in another place. So over here as well, there's many different arguments between Bishame and Basilal. We can see that there's a certain thread of thinking that they're arguing about in all of these scenarios. So just to bring, at least as an example, 
we'll bring over here one argument of Bishame and Besillel in each one of the Sadarim, of the four Sadarim of Shisha, Sidre, Mishnah. Okay, so here the Rebbe is going to take us around to, different, to, to the different Sadarim of Shisha, Sidre, Mishnah and point out Machlaikism between Bishame and Besillel and where there's a common thread that runs a, 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 through them. And say this right. So we have an argument in Seyed Yisrael in Masech de Brachis, Benusach Abracha Oiv Eish, Bematzah Shabbos Kaidish. In the exact words that you say in the Bracha on the fire on Matzah Shabbos Kaidish, Gefinamir Apluktit Zvishin Beshamim Besilo. So there's an argument here between Beshamim Besilo. Beshamim Yaimrim, Beshamim say, Shebara Moira Eish. The Abisha created the light of fire. Basilal Aimrim, Basilal say, Boire Moire Yeish. The Abisha created the lights of fire. In other words, Beishamai say, you use a singular term, the light of fire. And Basilal say, you use a plural term, the lights of the fire. On the Gemara's Mazbazem Machlaikis. So the Gemara explains what they're arguing it is about as follows. The Beishamai Savri, Beishamai say, Chodanohoire Ikibinura. That there is only one fire. In this, there's only one light in this fire. In Eish, there's only one color of light in the fire. So therefore you say, Mar, the light, in a singular term. However, Basilo disagree and say, There are many colors in fire. And the Gemara brings Tanya Nami Hachi. We see this in the Brais as well. Omrulem Bissil Bishamai Bissil say to Bishamai, Haba Meiris Yashpar. There are many lights, there are many colors in the lights of fire. In Asian and Indo, Merit Gvanim, there are the following colors. Shalhevis Aduma. In the flame, you have the reddish part of the flame. Levana, the whitish part of the flame. Virak Rakes. And you have the greenish part of the flame. So therefore, you have to say the plural term of Mo'ire Yaesh. The Far Tafnazagin Mo'ire Loshan Rabin. That's the argument, the way it's, ha- it's said in the Gemara. Now, it's says it's obvious, as Beishame Basilil, Kiriginit Namitsiyas. They're not arguing about a fact of life that everybody could see. But Bemitsiyas, that man, as an Enda, Einigagvanim in that you see that there are several colors in the light of the fire. So, how do Beishame come and say that there's only one color of light in the fire? Now the Hezbollah fun is, so the answer and the explanation is, and here comes the fundamental point that Beshamay and Basilil argue about in many different places. Beshamay halten. Beshamay's approach is, as al that according to what Taita tells us, the way we have to look at things, how do we determine the existence of something or the halacha of something? It's based on the general content of something. The way you see it, by the very first general glance, you see, you see it in ge- general terms, generally, that general terms of the way you see it in, that's actually what determines what it is. Okay? That, that's Beishamay's approach. Now, the Rebbe points out in order 34, this is not because Bishama is oblivious of the details that may be there when you look deeper into this matter or deeper into this being here or this existence here. Rather, Bishama says, yes, there are all those details there, but nevertheless, Taita tells you that the details that exist there do not determine its status. Rather, you have to, you have to the halacha will follow that general, uh, that general perspective that you have on it and the general existence of it. That's the way the halacha determines that what the mitzvah is. 
Al derech haklal, this is similar to the concept, that a judge, which is judging a matter, could only judge based on what his eyes see. Right? When you're looking and, you, and what your eyes see, that's what determines the halacha. Sometimes you might think, let me, let me look at the motive, let me look at things that may have caused this. So for example, if the Bezin, they saw that the person was Machal Shabbos, so they saw that he was not Machal Shabbos, whatever they saw a person doing, what they saw is what they saw. Different things that may have happened in the motive of the person, that's not something they can see, and that's only, only the Eibishter knows. And that's not for the Bezdin to, to take into account. What the Bezdin sees is what they see, and that will determine the actual Psak Din. The same thing is also, to the Halacha over here, of a Bracha that you make, that you have to determine the Bracha based on the way you see the general existence of this, when you look at it at a, with a general glance. The shit from Beisilil is, however, the opinion of Beisilil is, as Madarf sech be'ike rechenen mit die inyanim, wie die inyanim werden fanande geklippen, leutze eprotem und eifanem. The way you determine the status of something is only when you look deeper and you see the details that exist there and you dissect it and you see the different applications and the cause and the effect and so on. That's what determines the halacha of this. Although this aspect of this, of this existence of this is not something that you see immediately. This is not the general definition of this existence. Only by reflection or by deeper, by deeper investigation do you see what, uh, what, what's going on over here. But nevertheless, it's those details that determine it's at the entity of what this is. And that is what determines in Teireh what the true being of this is. This is the fundamental point of the Machlekes of Bishamay and Basilil that we have here and as the Rebbe will point out in many different places. So this explains our argument right over here. The gather, al pitayra. How you how do you determine? How do you define something? The din by birchas haner is the halacha when you make the bracha on the ner on the candle. What's the Shabbos is as aim of rachan al ner at You don't make the bracha on the candle until you have benefit of this light. The chiyuf on the bracha is nor dan v'mekan hanohab. The bracha is only then when you could have a no of it. Or the mahatanah a pile from the mayor. Or when you actually have a no from this light. Although you don't necessarily have to actually have a no from the light. This is not a birchus anenen. You're not making a bracha because of the actual a that you're having. It's a bracha thanking Hashem for creating the existence of light. The ana kumt gleich beim dezen der oer bechlolus. This ana reaches the person, as soon as this, the, the general shine of the light comes to you, and then what does a person see immediately then? The light, the light of the candle. You see one light with one color. This is what Bishama is pointing out. The light that, that comes to you immediately at the first glance, that's just the stam, one color of light. You thank the Ebishter for the creation of fire in general. The light of fire. On the other hand, Basil accept the opinion. Since if you look deeper into what the existence of this fire is. So you see the different colors that are here. And the fact is that the benefit that there comes from this light is coming from all the different colors that the, that the fire consists of. So therefore the nusach of the bracha has to be ma'ayre, with a plural term. 
That's the actual Metzius of what it really is when you look in details and you see what there is there in, this, in the light of this fire. That's the Machloikis here between Beshame and Besilo. Okay, so again, let me just emphasize again, it's not the Pshat that Beshame is oblivious to the details that are there. But what, what, what Beshame is saying is, that's not what determines though the gather of its Metzius al When we come to make a Baracha, we have to determine it based on what the general Metzius is. Beish Hillel says though, no. That the details that you see, that's what determines its Metzius. That's in Seydes Royim. In Seydes Noshim in Mesech Teksubis. Then you have in the Gemara in Ksubis where there's the following argument. How do you dance in front of a Kala when you want to bring the Simcha to the Kala? And really what they're arguing about over here is what's the message? What, what do you say to the Kala to bring her joy? Every Kala as is, you have to see the Kala and praise her for what she has, for what she is. Which means, according to her beauty or her level of prominence, that's how you praise her. But you praise every Kala regardless of who she is, that she's beautiful and attractive. So what's if a kala is lame? She's blind. So you tell her that she's beautiful and attractive. And the Torah says, Stay far away from saying a lie. So Bishil respond to Bishamai. So according to your opinion. A person that made an acquisition in the marketplace. And it's something which is defective. Should you praise the person? Should you praise the object that he bought in his eyes, that, that, that it's beautiful and it's good? Or should you point out the defect that it has and so on? Definitely you should only praise what the acquisition that the person made. It's not nice to go and, uh, and talk about the, the, the defect that it has or so on. That's the argument that the Gemara says in Ksubis. So the Rebbe says, as is doch poshit, it's obvious. As oich leit beis hillel is faran that tzivu midvasheket tirchak. Of course, beis hillel agrees to the fact that you're not allowed to lie. When as oich leit beis and also on the other hand, according to beis is b'shasein a koyftam mekach darfun is farim mishabeachsai. When a person buys an, an item, so you have to praise it for him. Beis hillel agrees to this menschlichkeit that you, that you shouldn't just go and and uh, tell a person, oh look how defective this item is that you bought. So how do we explain this argument here? is that Hezber as a gay in Lishitosam. So over here as well, we could see how Beishilol and Beishamai are following their line of thinking here. Beishamai halt, medaf alamal onem in dizach, vizizeta is gleich, loitin klol is digimblik. That when you determine something, according to Teire, based on the first glance, the way this thing, this existence is generally. On a yais, and therefore, since as by otter kale zen an oti milus funava chasuda niton zendik. When you have a kala that's whether lame or blind, and therefore her beauty or her attractiveness is not something that's noticeable at all. Hotkin art nitir tsume kala zaymet oti milus. So there's no room to to praise her with any of these uh, with any of these attributes. Navi mezet gleich. You have to praise with what you see right away. Kala kamoishihi a kala as is. On that is halten lishitosam. However, their opinion is as medaf nemanim batrach You have to look further and see the details, 
And it's those details that determine what, how you define this. The way you see the existence upon reflection. Since this chasen bought himself an acquisition. He chose this kala. So it's obvious. If he chose her to marry her, so definitely in his eyes, she is beautiful and attractive. And this will explain better also the continuation of the Gemara where it says, From here Chachamim said that we learn, A person should always be which Rashi says means that you should always be sympathetic or empathetic with people in their different opinions and approaches on things. We see over here in a person that chooses a wife that every person sees beauty in a different way. So you evaluate every person accordingly with his opinion. And therefore you have to treat everybody and try to understand everybody where they're coming from. Like it says in Perkei never judge a person until you come to his place. Everything that's included in his place, his condition, his situation, his circumstances and so on, his level. And when you take into account other people's approaches and other people's attitude, so then even Briyais, even a person that's just merely a creation of Hashem, seems to have no advantage to him whatsoever, nevertheless, you can come to see even something good about him as well. So now, since Basilil says there must be something that's beautiful about this Kala, after all, this person chose her for that reason. When a person comes and says that she's a kalano of a chasuda, it's not a lie. If you look into the details of who she is, that in relation to this chasen that chose her for those aspects of beauty that he found in her, so she's really beautiful. And therefore, you praise her for that, that you see upon reflection those details that are beautiful in her. However, according to Bishama's opinion, as their that when you look at things in its first glance and you see the general outline of what this is, which is a real existence of this, and in the appearance, there is no beauty here. And this is what determines what it is. So for a woman that's, that, that she's lame or she's blind, you can't say that she's beautiful and attractive. So therefore, this is in, in, in the death, it is defined as saying a lie. And therefore, how could you say that she's Kala Noa So it depends what determines the existence of this Kala that brings them each to their conclusion. So here again, you see the same line of thinking in their argument. So this argument that we see that they follow their opinion. Which is reflected in these arguments here between Bishama and Basilal, that Nachmaya is even we see it more the, the foundation for this. We find that not only Bishamai and Basilal, which is the students or the yeshiva of Shamai and the yeshiva of Hillel, but Shamai and Hillel themselves also argued about this, and we see the same line of thinking. And we see this in two cases where this argument is very emphasized. In Ereshton Fal is the Rad Goshe in them, Vasilib them, Lushitase is Shame Lakula and Hillel Lachumre. We can see that Shammai and Hillel themselves follow their line of thinking, 
even when it causes Beshamai or Shamai himself to be lenient and Hillel to be more stringent. The Heipich from which is the opposite of their usual approach, usually it's Shamai or Beishamai that are Machmer, and Beishilel is usually Mekel. On an Atzveiten is das Mudgish durch Maiserav. And then you have another case where they argue, and it's about an actual story that happened and how they behaved in this incident. You see how their actual conduct was regarding the story that the Rebbe will bring here. So one is in Seydin Ezekin, you have in Seydin Ezekin an argument, So we learn the following argument, and this is an argument between Shammai and Hillel themselves. Shammai Yaimer, so this is actually also the first Mishnah in Masech Nida. So Shammai says, All women die on Shaitan. Their time of when they saw Tumah, a woman that sees blood, so she becomes Tumah. So according to Shammai, the time when she saw the blood, that's the moment, that's the time when she's Tumah. Not, we don't go back retroactively to say that now we may have a doubt that the blood may be there from before and therefore she's Tommy retroactively as well. And Hillel says, that we have to make her Tommy also retroactively from one examination to the next examination. Even if it's many days before, meaning if a woman examined herself many days earlier, and from then until now when she saw blood, she didn't examine herself in between. So now when she sees the blood today, we're concerned that perhaps the blood was there already from after that examination. And therefore she's going to be Tommy retroactively from then when that, that examination was. But I've explained, Shammai says, As an isha versus dam, a woman that sees blood, is he tome, is he mitame taris, was So she will now so make things that she touches, tome, funderia on inviter. Only from now, when she saw the tome, so now we see for sure that she's tome, from here going forward, she will make anything tome that she touches. Anything that she touched earlier on, before she actually saw this blood, will not become Tomei. Hillel zogt, however Hillel says, as he is metamei, oich di tares, vaziat angerit, fun zint nach der letzte tar de gebedike. Anything that she touched from her last examination when she saw that she was tahir, and now she discovers that she's Tomei, anything in between that she touched, we will be concerned about this. Maybe she was already Tomei, and it'll become Tomei. And the Gemara is masbir, in the Meshtan time. The first reason the Gemara gives to explain this machlaikis between Shammai and Elul. Shammai says, You have to place a woman on a certain status. We have a certain status that we presume regarding a woman that A woman, until she does not see that there's actual blood that causes her to be Tomei, so the woman itself has a status of being Tomei. That's Shammai's opinion. Hillel, and Hillel says, Ki, When do I say that I would place a woman on a status of purity? When it's a situation that when there is nothing weakening this status in her body. But when it comes to a woman, Since it's a normal thing for a woman to, with the cycle to see blood, so in this case, we cannot presume, we cannot place a woman on this status of purity. That's the argument, the way the Gemara explains it. So now that ever connects it to the general line of thinking that we explained there between Shammai and Hillel. 
<coughs> Here again we see the same line of thinking in their opinions. Shammai halt, Shammai says, as mekukto ifazach vizizetzich, or the zetzich nit, gleich far You have to look at something as it appears to you, in, in the general glance in it, or when you see, when you look with the general glance, what you don't see is irrelevant. On der and therefore, is daya So therefore we say that we look at the time right now when we see that she saw blood. We say that now when she saw the blood, and we don't look at anything before. When we do not know that there was any, when, when she, she did not actually see blood. And therefore we place her in this status to say that whatever was before, let's assume she was toy. We're not going to make any doubts about this. Now, once she, once you, when it appears, when you see the Riyah, that's, that's when the Tumah begins. Shammai. Hillel halten aber, however, Hillel's opinion is, as me banugen technit mit ein ein of roya is pachlal. It's not satisfactory to just look what, you, what appears to your eyes now. You have to look also and, and investigate the details of what caused her to see blood. It's the fact that she sees now this blood. Look at and examine this, investigate this matter further. This is an outcome of something. Because there's a certain nature, there's the weakening of this status of Tara, because there's a certain nature of the woman's body. For her to see blood <coughs> is a natural thing from a woman. So therefore Hillel says, we can't just go with the present of what we see right now and say that everything before she has a status of purity. So therefore the taras, the things that were taught, that she touched earlier, will, be, will become tame because we have a doubt. We don't know that perhaps we have to investigate further. We have to say that maybe before she was also tame. So here again we see the same line of thinking between Hillel and Shammai themselves. Now, when you look and say the Mayed, the Mesech the Shabbos, Zetman, Otter, Unteshed, in the shittis from Shammai and Hillel, this difference, this argument between Shammai and Hillel themselves, in the dry fallen, there were three different cases. With a guy that came to convert to be a ger. In ein fallat anochri gezakt. In one case, the guy said, "Gaireni amanashet lamdeni not teirish bixav." I want to be a ger with the condition that you teach me only teirish bixav. In a tzvaitin fallat gezakt, "Gaireni amanashet lamdeni kolat teirik kula kishani oymed al regalachas." I want to be a ger with the condition that you'll teach me the entire teirish standing on one foot. On another ita fallat gezakt. In a third case, he said, "Gaireni amanashet atzimene kain gadol." That with the condition that you can place me to become. Appoint me to become a Kayin Gadol. And in the Yalad that I have fallen, in all these three cases, is Shammai, Shammai rejected them. These are conditions that are ridiculous or unacceptable. On Hillel, Hillel accepted them and converted them. So here as well, it's not understood in either way you look at it. Since you have the rule We do not accept Geirim lightly. Specifically here, if you have a Geir that comes and is making conditions. 
And this conditions is unacceptable conditions. A person that wants to be a ger because he wants to reach a certain level of authority or a certain position. Or that it is not mekabel of zich ganz teire. He doesn't accept upon himself all of teire. Is menem nit mekabel. We don't accept such a ger. Heint viazoi hat ze hillel mekabel given. So the question is, how did hillel accept these gerim? On oi by oti gerim is the kabbalas geros yogeven kedaboi. And if in this case accepting them as gerim was appropriate, um vi mezat hakeb apoyel. As you see after the fact, what happened? They did become actual, real, authentic Gaidim. And uh, so we see that this retroactively shows us that they were sincere. So then why is it that Shami did not sense this? And why did Shami reject them? So the Asbada is Kanal. So the explanation is like we explained before. And here we see another perfect example for the two approaches of Shami and Hill. By Shamai Lishitosai. Shammai, which follows his line of thinking, So to him, what matters most is when you look at something, you determine it based on the general glance that you have. When you look at the general the general meaning of what they're trying to say, and the way they want to be accepted as a ger, that's what you have to pay attention to. That's what determines the situation. Looking at what they were asking for was inappropriate. So therefore, Bishami rejected them. Because what you are hearing in general terms of what they're saying, that, that is what determines it. Even though, yeah, like I said before, he's not oblivious to the details. He knows that if you inspect further, you may discover differently. But nevertheless, Taita comes back and says that we're going to pass him based on what you heard and what they were saying in general terms. And the other hand, Hillel according to his thinking says, He judges the matter and he says we determine it according to the details and inspecting the matter further and when you see the causes for what happened here or the cause of what they were saying. And what he saw was, as the allegatim, he investigated the matter and he saw that they were sincere. And the fact that they, when they spoke, they, they set these, these unacceptable conditions is a silly bazaiting in time. It was really just a, a side reason. It wasn't that they were not sincere. As felt in the idea they were they were not knowledgeable. They were unaware of the fact that a get cannot become a kain gadol. The moment they became aware of what Taita said about this, they dropped that uh, condition because they really were sincere. So Hillel made a further investigation about this matter, and that determines the halacha. Shammai says, even after you make that further investigation and you see that they may be sincere, but you can't go away from what they actually say. You have to pass them the din based on what they actually say, not until they'll actually come and tell you, I'm ready to drop any conditions, could you accept them as a get? And say the Kachim, now we come to another place where we find this argument with the same line of thinking in Kachim, the So there it talks about eating on the same table, Melechiks, dairy, and fleshiks, meat. You can eat oif, a piece of chicken together, and, and they could also be on the same table. Cheese. Of course, you can't eat them together, but they can be on the same table. This is Bishami's opinion. 
or Beisil say, they should not come onto the same table, and they're not eaten together. So here we see again the same point. Beisham's opinion is, as Mizetazach, you have to look at the matter, just looking at this itself, that you're putting this chicken on the table and this cheese on the table. Look at it as it appears, as it is. Where, as it is for itself, so this in itself, there is no concern. There's no issue of having the chicken on the table and the cheese on the table. That itself is not an issue. In its, in its, on its appearance, on its surface, there's no issue with it. So therefore that is allowed. But on the other hand, the Silo's opinion is, according to their opinion, that you have to investigate this matter further and look at the details here. And in our case, don't only look at the, at the facts of what you see right now, but look at also of what it could cause. What may come out of this. That a rave bring and a fintish, when you bring on the table the chicken and the cheese, is a sibit so I'm a suviv. It's not only the facts of what's here now, but it's also a cause to an outcome. A person has an inclination, a person has a desire, which could be even negative. If you allow a person to bring the cheese and the chicken on the table together, this is a concern that this may cause that he should come and eat them together. So therefore you see here, Beis Hillel is the one that is saying that we have to determine this halacha based on the details, looking not only at the facts, the way they appear now, but also looking at what, what it is here now as a cause for what may, may happen later. May I pluck this beside the Then we have also an argument from, from one of the arguments that there is in Seyde Tadis. And then based on this Machlaikis that we'll explain here in Seyde Tadis, we'll come back also to the case that we began with, which is the Machlaikis regarding the Mizbeach and the plate of gold or copper that there is on the Mizbechais. In Mesech Tekelem is the Machlaikis. In Mesech Tekelem there's the following argument. Mit when you have coverings for Svarim, whether these are coverings that have a design on it, whether these are coverings that do not have a design on it, they're susceptible to Tumah, that's Beishami's opinion. Beishilo say it depends. If these coverings are, have designs on it, so then it's Tahiris, it's not susceptible to Tumah. But if it's not design, has no design in it, then tmeis, then it's acceptable to tuma. Okay, so now what is, what is the basis of this machlekes here? Whether it's design, not design, is the ragat shavim mevayer zer machlekes. So the ragat shavim explains their machlekes in a unique fashion in the following way. Al yisoyit from the raivid, based on what it says in the raivid, is mevayer der umtesheid zwischen tik und chipui. There's a difference between a tik which is a case on chipoy and just a covering. As a tick, a shadel, tzudek, when you have something which is covering a safer, but it's not just a plain cover, but it's actually sort of a case which protects it. So what does it do? What is its purpose? It actually protects what's inside the case. On the far vertas tome, and therefore this is an item that is susceptible to tome, because this is something which, which, which is considered to be a keli, which is a use for a person. 
I own a safer, I own this item and I want to protect it. So I put it inside this case to protect it from myself. But when you have a covering, a tzudek, so that is that does not serve in any way to protect what's covered. Nardin plays lenoi. It's just uh, to beautify it. You cover it to, to have a, a beautiful cover. The fad is this nitame. So if it's just for beauty's sake, but it doesn't actually serve any protection, so then that is not susceptible to tome. That's not considered to be something which is misham odom, that it serves you to protect the item that you own. It just beautifies the safer. So with this, the Ragachavar explains the argument between Bishami and Besilel. When you have these coverings that have a design in it, because they have a design in it, so we see that it's clearly just for the beauty, for the safer, which is wrapped in this covering. So therefore the status of this is just as a covering. On the far, halten beisilul as is enentoyed. So therefore, beisilul says. So in that case, if it's just a covering for the safer to beautify the safer, but it's not a use for you to protect the safer for your use, so then it's tight. Mit but the covering which is not designed was then a nitlenoi. So it's not for the beauty of the safer, but it's actually serving as a case to protect the safer. Then is a tummy. So that's something that you have a use from, and therefore it is susceptible to tummy. On the other hand, that we don't distinguish, it doesn't matter, that whether it's a case, whether it's a covering for the keli, or in this case for the sefer, either way it's susceptible to Toma. That's the explanation of the Machleikis according to the Ragachav. The Hezbuf and Zeyem Machleikis is Fashtandik al So the explanation of this Machleikis is understood based on what we said before. Beishamai halten, Beishamai's opinion is, as mekokt of the zach, let the clothes together. That we have to determine at something, its status based on the general outline of what this is. Mitpachais. So over here we have these coverings. And even if you investigate and you see that there are further details, that doesn't matter. That doesn't determine what it is. And when you just look generally, that both of these coverings, so what you see here is that you have a safer that could be exposed and open, and then it could be covered. Covered serves as a protection. So therefore, regardless of what the covering is, when you look generally, you see here a covering, a protection. So therefore, that's something that has a use for the person that gets this protection of his object, of his safer. So it's susceptible to Tome. Like Beis Hillel, however, Beis Hillel's opinion is that from Zecherechen and Mediprati Adavra. You have to you have to inspect the matter further and see the details here. Beriden didan over here in our case mitiprat and vazvaisen dem zvek on tachlis ashimush v'yedem mim bazunder. You have to look specifically what is the purpose and goal of the covering that you're using here. Mit bechayis hamutziyarais if it's design coverings hayayis azayit zvek is slibin noi from the fadekta kalim since the whole purpose is just to beautify the keli itself. Haben zayadim from chipoy. So therefore, this just has a halacha of a covering of the keli, which is not a use directly for the person himself. It's just as a covering as a, as to beautify the, the, the safer. This is bottled to the keli, and therefore this covering becomes bottled to the keli itself. And therefore, this covering does not become defined for itself as a keli. 
It's just a, to beautify the Sefer. So it's, it's all about the Sefer. So it's bottled to the Sefer. It's insignificant on its own. Undefar, veren zeynit tome. So therefore these coverings are not susceptible to tome. However, when you have a covering which is not designed for So therefore their purpose is not to add beauty to the kalim, nor is anaviatik was nutzt to bashitzen um verhitten the kalim. Rather it's being it's, it's it's a case which is there to protect and hold the kalim, hold the kalim, in this case the safer inside this uh, inside this case. So therefore, it's a keli for itself, which a person uses, and therefore it does become tome. So this is the explanation of the Machlekes of Beshameh and Basilil in Masech the Kalim, where we see the same line of thinking. And we find, as that Rabbi Yezer agrees to Beshameh on this matter, and the Bechachamim agreed to Basilil on this matter as the Ragachavah brings over there. So now, after all of this, we come back to the Machlekes regarding the, the Mizbachais in the Beis HaMikdash, where Bishamai, and that's not Bishamai directly, but it's Rebbe Yezer and the Chachamim, which are following the same line of thinking of Bishamai and Bishilol, and Rebbe Yezer and the Chachamim are arguing regarding the Mizbachais, where the Rebbe Yezer says that they're compared to Adama, and therefore they are Tahir, they're, they're not susceptible to Tomeh, and the Chachamim say, And according to the Rambam's opinion, actually means that this is a reason why they should be taught. Because you're not accessing the keli itself directly, it's only through the plate, so therefore it's going to be taught. So now we'll see, according to the Rambam's pshat, how this Machlekes of, uh, of Rebbe Liezer and Chachamim follows the same Lushitose, the same logic as all these, ar- these arguments here between Beshameh and Beshilo. After all of this, we could also see the reason for the explanation. The same line of thinking in the Mishnah from the Seif Chagiga now, in the Mishnah in the end of Chagiga. The Rambam held, the Rambam's opinion is as Rabbi Yezer, was a Talmud from Bishamai. Rabbi Yezer, which was a student of Bishamai. And the Rabbanon, and then the Rabbanon, gained Lishitosam from Bishamai and Bishilo. They're following the same rationale of the argument that there is between Bishamai and Bishilo. On and in the Demonte Pluctus, in the above mentioned arguments, where we see in each Seder of Shas that they argue about. The Rambam, uh, sorry, Rabbeleza Halt. So Rabbeleza's opinion is. Azatzipoi is metame. That the fact that there's a covering, that's actually a reason that the covering should bring tome. Why? Vibal, as the klal is the gerinian, fun mizbeach is kishmai. Because according to Rabbi Yezer, you have to look at the general outline of what something is. And therefore, when you look at a mizbeach, in the, in the general glance at a mizbeach, so what do you see? As its name actually indicates. And actually, this is what it generally is, and this is the general outline of every detail of it. It's all a detail of the copper mizbeach. This is a mizbeach and a chayshes. It's either a copper mizbeach or a golden mizbeach. So these are two materials of metal which are susceptible to tumah. 
and you do not determine the, the entity of the Mizbeach, that if you in, in, in look at the matter in detail, so then you'll see, as the Nechayish's Vizov, at Sipu, and at Tafel, again, is the Nechayish's Vizov, at Sipu, and at Tafel to Mizbeach. So then you'll discover that even though it looks like a gold Mizbeach or, or a copper Mizbeach, and that's actually its name, so that's, and that's its appearance. But on, on further investigation, you'll discover that it's really, no, it's wood, and it's all, and the, the covering, the plate is all secondary, and it's all, it's, it's, it's the main thing over here is the Mizbeach itself. But that's not how you determine it. You determine it on its general, on, on the general appearance of it, and even the name that it has, which is gold or silver. When Nidos was the Tairizokt, as they said in Punkt, Vikarka, was his Nitbekabakin Tum. So therefore, Rabbi says that the Tzipui, the plate, is actually a reason for it to be Tome. That's the general appearance of what it is. So for not, if not for the fact that the Tayyid specifically refers to these Mizbechais as being Karka, as being like the ground, it would be Makabal Tome. Chachamim Halten, however, Chachamim's opinion is, as Medafnet Onkum in some limit from Karka. You don't need a special posik that it is compared to the ground to say that it's not susceptible to Tumah. Even though at the general appearance of it, and on what the Mizbeach is, is there Mizbeach, Mizbeach and the Chayshus the Mizbeach is the copper or gold Mizbeach, that's its name, which is a metal vessel, that's even its name. But if you investigate this further, you'll see that what is this gold? What is this uh, copper here? It's only a plate, it's only a cover. And when you have a plate, whatever it may be, even if it's gold or copper, which is a metal, is not a tofel. It's only a secondary thing to this entity of what it is. And therefore the plate itself is bottle, is insignificant. And therefore it can't be Mekabal Tome in its own right. And as we explained earlier, even the Kali itself cannot be Tome because I am touching the Kali through this plate. Because no, only if you touch the Kali directly does it become Tome, not if you touch it through the plate that's on it. So therefore, if you examine the matter, matter further, you see what this Mizbech really is. That it's, it's, it's only the, the plate of it, the gold and the copper is just a plate. And therefore, the details of what this plate, of what this metal is, that is what determines the matter. So therefore, there's no need for a special Pasek to say that these Mizbechais cannot become Tomeh. It's enough to say the reason that they are plated. The fact that they are plated is the reason why they're tired. The plate itself is insignificant and the keli itself is not being accessed directly, only through the plate and therefore there's no, there's no Tomeh whatsoever. So we can see that the Rambam's husband and the opinion of the Chachamim is, is now following, the Machlekes now, between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim, is following the general rationale of their argument that we find between Bishami and Basilil in many different cases. Based on this, we'll also understand the connection of the end of the Masechta and the beginning of the Masechta of Chagige. Over there, there's also an argument between Bishami and Mesillel. 
is the Zalba wie by the Machloikis von Rabbi Yazav HaChachamim Besiyem HaMesechta. Also here, the point of the argument revolves around the same point as it is in the end of Mesechta. In the Ash, the Mishnah Lanami, we learn in the first Mishnah the following Machloikis regarding the Karbonis that have to be brought on a Yom Tev. There's an Eilas Ri'iyah that's brought, which is brought as a carbon Eila, fully burnt on the Mizbeach, and then the Shalmi Chagiga that's brought, which is a carbon Shlomim, part of it is burnt on the Mizbeach, part of it goes to the Kayanim to eat, and part of it goes to the owner that brought the carbon to eat as well. So now the, the Mishnah discusses the size and the value of this animal that you bring, what's the minimum value of it? The carbon oilas has to be the minimum value of two silver coins. And the carbon chagige, which is a shlamim, has to only be one coin. No, it's the other way around. The carbon oilas that's one silver coin. And it's the carbon chagige that has to be two silver coins. That it's a carbon oil that every yid has to bring when he's oil regal to the base of Mikdash, to have sein Vert Steikesef, it's to be two silver coins. And the Shalmechagige, making sein Vert Weniker, their value could be less, more Kesef, one silver coin. They still say the reverse, as the Shalmechagige, they have to have a carbon aggressor, a shivoy, v, oil The value of the carbon Shlamim, the Chagige, has to be double or more than the oil is the Gemara Mevai. So the Gemara explains, as Beishamai halten, the basis of Beishamai's opinion is, the carbon the reason why it is more valuable, and when you bring it as a carbon, it has to be two kesef, because it's all dedicated and burnt in the Mizbech for Hashem. Chagige is not dedicated to that extent, completely to Hashem. Part of it is going to go to the Kayanim and the owner to eat. As oil sriyeh vibalt is in ganzen legavoya, the oil sriyeh which is fully dedicated to Hashem, darv zizayin mer vert vishalmi chagige. So therefore, it has to be more valuable. You invest in that more than the shlamim, which is achilas bnei adam, which people are also going to be eating from it. Silalab is again, but Basil's opinion is Adarabe. On the contrary, Chagiga Adife, the carbon Chagiga is superior, you should invest more money in the Chagige, this Bashtechilis, because there are two that have to eat from this. The Mizbeach has to eat from this, and the Kainim and the people also, that the owner also eats from this. So therefore they have to have more, a bigger animal, so that there should be enough for all the Achilles here. So what's the basis of their machlaikis? So this haste, what we see here is the same point. If you're going to look at the concept of what a carbon is in its general terms, and you want to define it this way, so then it would come out as a carbon that a carbon that's being brought and totally dedicated to Hashem, burnt in the Mizbeach, it should be worth more, invest in that more than a carbon that only partially is being brought because part of it is being eaten by people, and when it's being eaten by people, it's not fully legavaya. That's shit is bishamai. So bishamai, which looks at things with the general outline of what it is, and therefore what you see over here is the carbon oila is simply the carbon that's more fully dedicated to Hashem. Aber mitzat prateyadovar. However, when you examine this matter further and you look at the details, is adarabe. So then, as Beis Hillel says, you see on the contrary. You come to the opposite conclusion. This that the kainim eat from this carbon. And also the fact that the owner gets a portion to eat from this. Funim carbon is oicha mitzvah. That's also a mitzvah. 
So therefore we could say that even their Achila, although it's not on the same status as the Achila of the Mizbeach, but it's also a mitzvah, and it's also considered to be part of the carbon which is dedicated for Hashem. So therefore, Beis Hillel say it comes out as Adarab, Chagiga Adifa. That over here we have to say that no, you invest more into the carbon Chagiga, which is Beis Hillel. Because really both of the Achilles, what goes to the Mizbeach and also what the people are eating, are all considered to be Legavoya. And therefore the value that you invest in this should be more than the carbon Chagiga. So we see the same line of thinking, whether you look at what a carbon is in its general terms, and generally speaking, the Ayla is much more dedicated to Hashem, or you look at it and investigate the matter, and you look at the details, and you see that Pe'emes, there is also an aspect of Gevoya in the Achila of the people. And therefore, Adarab, it deserves to be invested in that more, so you should have enough for the Achila of the Mizbeach and the Achila of the people. Light and beer anal in the Svara, from the Rabbanon Rambam. According to the explanation that we gave in the opinion of the Rabbanon, according to the Rambam, that the point of the Rabbanon's opinion was that the tzipoy, the cover, the plate on the Mizbeach, is something which is external. It doesn't determine what the Mizbeach itself is. Is Eich Pashtandik, we could also understand, B'siyem HaMesechte, in the conclusion of the Mesechte, the Shaiches, the Kesher, Tzvishen, Ditzvei Memris, the connection of these two statements in the Gemara, that the Gemara later says, as ein er shal gehenim shelatas, or or shal gehenim, the fire of the gehenim does not have any power in talmidei chachamim over talmidei chachamim upeish Yisrael, and also doesn't have any power over the sinners amongst Eden. And the Gemara explains this, but uh, the point is that talmidei chachamim and peish Yisrael are saved from the fire of gehenim. On zehemshech v'shaiches tzumim from tzipiyam isbeach. And the continuation of this and the relation to the subject of a Mizbeach and the covering of the Mizbeach. What's the connection here? After you have the Mishnah and the Gemara, which explains the Mizbuch in the Beis Mikdash. And when you bring the Karbonus on them, that's how you bring down the Shechina should dwell in the Beis Mikdash. And after the Gemara explains the opinion of the Rabbanon, Rambam, specifically according to the Rambam, as that when you examine the details of what this, this Mizbeach is, Zetman, so what you see is Atzipui. You see that the metal, the plate, which is the gold or copper, is just a plate. And that's insignificant, and it's really one with the Keli itself. And the Keli is defined as a wooden Mizbeach. The Gemara brings the application of this, of the dwelling of the Shechina, how this applies to every single Yid. That these two are related. And how every Yid could bring about the Mikdash Aprati in himself. And here regarding every individual Yid, we also see the same logic, the same approach how we look at a Yid. If you reflect and you look deeper, as Beisilo says, in in the details of what a Yid is, it becomes clear, even if you see any negativity. Even if you see any negativity, 
Even those negative things that you see by those that have this title of being Paisha Yisrael, sinners of Israel. However, what you have to see by further examination and looking into this, that this is not the true identity. This is not more than an outer plate, an added covering, which is secondary and insignificant when you look at the true entity of who they are. That etzem upnimius v'nayidin is azevi amizbeach. The essence and the yid really is like a mizbeach. Toivu kedusha, only good and holiness. And the far is nitshayich as the oishal gehenem zoshaylatzaynezei. And therefore, the Gemara is concluding it's impossible that the fire of gehenem should reach and touch the essence of who a yid is. That's the connection of the Mizbeach and its covering or its plate and the, the Yid and the covering, the outer negativity that it may, you may, it may appear. But you have to look at the depth of who a Yid really is. And you know now, this point is a Chmasim, is also fitting with the Klolis de Geshitte from Beis Hillel, the Medav Kukunaf with the general approach of Beis Hillel, how one has to look at a Yid. And this is emphasized in the Rebbe the Manta Machlaikis from Beshameh and Besilol, in the above mentioned Machlaikis between Beshameh and Besilol, as Beshameh zogt, Kala Kamaishihi, that when you look at a Kala and you praise her, you praise her for what she is, for what her appearance is. When Beshilol zogt, Kala Noah Chasuda, that regardless, every single Kala, you have to praise her as being beautiful. And you actually see the difference in their approach hinted in their names. Shammai and Hill. Says Yudua, so it's known as follows. When we talk about the Chosen and the Kala, as the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Knesset Yisrael, veren angeruf and Chosen v'Kala, that the Eibishter and Yidin are compared to a Chosen and Kala. As it ever brings in the Ha'ara, the entire Shir Hashirim is, is uh, based on this. So Hal Pe Shammai, so by Shammai's opinion is, for Shammai is Meloshen HaShomer Chaisov, a person that evaluates, he measures his ways. Shom, let an uptight from Shatzen and Mesten di Drachen. When a person measures and evaluates the ways that he goes in. As medaf medaktik zayin, un abshatsen genoi dem oifenan hagafen ayidin vizayfirin zich bepoyel, kala kamoishi, that you have to look and examine a yid for everything that he's doing, as is. You see his actions, you see his activity, and you see what he is, and that's how you determine what the person is. Un behasen demit is dan hagem mitzay. And that's how you have to treat them as well, that's how you praise them, and that's the attitude that you have to have to them. In other words, you have to take into account all of their activity and everything that you can see, even externally, in their behavior. Aber, on the other hand, though, Bishilol was his Meloshen, Bialei which means a candle that's shining. They illuminate and look and illuminate deeper in. And this is what determines how we treat this entity or this Yid even here in this world. You have to look what's deeper inside the person. You can't just determine the reality of who this Yid is by looking at the external of everything that he does and being medactic and every of his actions and so on, but don't look at the motives or look at the essence of the person deeper. Zog Beisilo, Zog and Beisilo, and therefore Beisilo say, as Bipnimius is Yed, the Yid, Taif, that internally every single Yid is only good. Kale Noava Chasuda, a Kale which is beautiful and attractive. Undi Achachavazbarin, them. And here Beisilo gives the proof and the explanation for this as follows. And here there's a very powerful point that you see here in this Mashal. Mashal Adam, the analogy of a person, Shalokach Mekach Menashuk. 
that, that uh, bought something in the marketplace. So obviously praise it, praise what he bought. Don't point out the defects in this. That's the marshal. So now what this means in the relationship between the Eibishter and the Yidin is as follows. Since the Eibishter bought himself this object as a, that he had an acquisition. Which means that the Eibishter himself chose every single Yid. So therefore it's clear as If this is the Eibishter's choice, so in essence every single Yid is good and holy. Ah, in on, even though externally you don't see this, and it is it doesn't change the real entity of who the Yid is. Internally and in his essence, he's only good. Since we, it's, it's short to us, it's clear that who's the chasner? It's the Eibishter. It's the Eibishter that shows Yidin as this, as his acquisition. So most certainly every single Yid is a beautiful and attractive Kala. But over here, the Gemara gives the condition. In order to, be, to have the ability to reveal this essence, so the Gemara says the following condition, As the continuation, the Gemara says there in Ksubis, that a person should be aware of the different opinions of different people. Which means, when you're aware of what, what goes on amongst people, which means that you have a very good awareness and a very good sense from the of the matters and of things that are going on in this world. All the challenges that the world can bring to you. So a person is not just oblivious and allows himself to do whatever he wants and he's not aware of the, the pitfalls and the challenges that he will get involved in. Is the is damold, so when a person has that awareness, So then when you have these awareness of these nisyainis, so you will eventually come to find the truth and the good. That every yid is beautiful and attractive. And this is also the lesson that everyone has to take from here. When you see in another yid something that's negative, God forbid. So you can think to yourself, as Yenir is in a matzav that this person is in a condition and in such a kind of situation. He's lame, he's blind, he's lacking. How could, I, how could I have a common language with him? How, I can't explain this to him. I can't talk to him because he's in a different world. He's in a place which is so negative that I can't explain him anything. So Basil responds to this and says, This is not true. Why are you looking at him just with eyes of flesh? Why are you looking with him with such a kind of outlook? Don't look at his appearance. If the Ebishter chose this Yid, and the Ebishter took him as his acquisition, most definitely he's a, be- he's a beautiful Yid. So since this Yid was shown to you, so you have, what you have to understand is, as does that you have to reveal, you have to illuminate this beauty in the Yid, to help him discover and reveal this beauty that he has inside of him. And through this kind of Aveda, with this approach, according to Basil, 
Vadim says, Doch halacha ke we always follow and paskin like Beselol. So much so that there's no thought even to follow Beshamai. Beshamai, we never follow his opinion. You don't examine and determine who a Yid is as he appears with your eyes of flesh. You look deeper and see the Pnimi is the innermost part of who a Yid is. Every Yid is a beautiful Kala. You go and you take, pay attention to every single Yid and you do whatever you have to to bring and reveal this Pnimi that's inside of him. Through this, we will merit to the marriage from Yidin mit Nebishn to the ultimate marriage, as it says it in the Medrash, between Yidin and Ebishter, on Demult Kenshin Zainas and on his Vedzainda Halachike Beshamai. And then there will be, it could be, and it will be the Halacha like Beshamai, which means that even externally, even every Yid will be beautiful and perfect. When the Ebishter will remove the spirit of impurity of the world, that menzen oich begilu yebeni basar. And then we'll see revealed, and even for our eyes of flesh, as yed did yid, that every single yid, kale kamoishihi, as he is and is an external appearance, is a kale noa v'chasuda, is a beautiful and attractive kale of the Eibishter.